and welcome to the edition podcast. I'm your host, Charlotte Henry, and we're going to look as ever at the crossover of tech and media and culture and sometimes a bit of politics as well. And who else could I want to do this with other than the host of Court Killers and probably my second favourite member of the DTNS team is Tom Merritt. Hello. <laughs> Hi, Charlotte. Is that That's after Roger Chang, of course. Wow. Now you're really throwing into the mix. I can't, I can't reveal my number one pick. I'm of course not. Of course not. I can't not. reveal my number one pick. Hi, Sarah Lane. Um, so, yeah, we've got a lot to discuss. I'm really pleased you're here. And it was nice kind of we were discussing what to do on the show. This is kind of break down the fourth wall a bit. And suddenly a whole load of people have released a whole load of reports on streaming. Yes. Thank you, journalists. Yes. (laughs) Thank you, journalists and analysts for giving us stuff to talk about, because there's a a whole bunch of stuff going on. Let's start, I think, where I am. uh, And that is that Kantar have put out a report showing actually lots of people here in the UK sort of giving up streaming services and are certainly reducing the number of streaming services that they are signing up to so they found that just three percent of uk households signed up to a new subscription video streaming subscription in the first quarter of 2022 uh, that number was 4.2 percent the same time last year um but 58 percent of households that's about 16.9 million have at least one pay subscription and that's down from 215,000 quarter on quarter so think people are obviously look both sides of the Atlantic, we're hearing about costs of living crisis and squeezes and inflation. And a very easy place to see that, is, I think, is where subscription services and what people are going, do you know what? I don't need to stretch to that another $5.99, $9.99, $14.99 a month. Um, what's your take on this, Tom? Yeah, I, I think uh, this was inevitable, even if we weren't in the economic situation we're in. Everybody was going to try because everybody's trying to get into the market on the provider end, right? We've got all yes. these streaming services saying we want to be the ones that that people pick. So there were more than we need uh, and people were going to try some and then they were going to decide, okay, that's not the ones for me. I think what's interesting here in light of the current economic conditions is that it's not just the number of streaming services reducing per person. It's the number of households who are just like, you know what? I'm not going to have any of them. Uh, I'm not going to pay for any of them. And I'm curious, I, I didn't see any data on this, whether they are returning to over the air, are they returning to watching the Beeb or are they turning to free online stuff? Are, are they going to YouTube? Are they going to something like Pluto? Stuff like that. Because there are options to stream your TV. You just have fewer choices and you have ads interrupting them, but it's free. Sure. Uh, and there's obviously the element, you, you mentioned the BBC and there is the element that to watch any live TV really in the UK, you're meant to pay the license fee anyway. And so if you want to watch, you know, anything on the BBC iPlayer, for instance, you are supposed to have paid the, the license fee, um, you, you know, same with any live channel. And so I suspect people have just gone, you know what, I have my free view or whatever. Mm-hmm. I might keep my Netflix. I'm not worried about the Amazon Prime and the next day delivery for the moment. I'll let that go. That's my guess. You yeah. Know, I think, I, yeah, I'm curious if you know, and you and you may not uh, off the top of your head, but 
do most people, colloquially speaking, pay the license fee? I I, I know of one person, Nate Langson, uh, uh, over at Bloomberg in the Text Message podcast, who actively does not and and proves. Oh, really? Yeah, or I don't know if he still does, but there was a while where he would like he would go to the links to show them, no, I do not use my TV to watch the BBC, therefore I I am exempt from paying the license fee. But I get the impression well, that most people any- don't bother. I think. I think people do. I don't, I mean, I don't have any data off the top in front of me. Sure. I get my impression is it's, you know, given that it is actually still a criminal offense to not pay it. If you, if you watch it. Right. Yeah. But it's not only about the BBC. It's any Mm -hmm. live television. Any, uh, any of the over the air broadcast, right? Correct. Yeah. Any of the state supported stuff. And if, even if you just had a computer that you plugged into a big TV monitor and were watching the iPlayer live, mm-hmm. you know, BBC's mm-hmm. streaming service live. Right, would right. That would, yeah. There is a warning that comes up saying, have you paid the license fee now? So I imagine that it. most people are like, I'm paying the license fee anyway. That's my subscription, right? So they really are quote unquote subscribing. I don't know how if people think of it in those terms, although yeah. it's a perfectly valid way to do it. Mm. And look, there's always been things about students not bothering to pay in student accommodation, mm-hmm. all that kind of thing. Um, for the record, I do pay it. Thank you very much, Mr. Anyone on the enforcement side. For the record, I would pay it if you'd let <laughs> You're right. <laughs> um, it's, but yeah, I think on, I think people probably see it separately. Mm. Um, okay. And there was a couple of other bits that in this data that dead, uh, you know, the deadline wrote up and actually jumped out to me. Uh, one that obviously jumped out to me was that actually, uh, Apple TV Plus is doing kind of well. Uh, it had its highest ever new subscriber share, which is up to 9.2%. Um, and it, so, yeah, which I think they'll take as a positive, considering we're, we're not in a Ted Lasso morning show big moment. There obviously sure. have been big releases. I don't know how many people signed up to say, oh, Coda did well at the Oscars, so now I'm going to sign mm-hmm. up. Um but it's you know that's an encouraging sign, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, there you know I think it's worth noting that uh, when your percentage is low, uh, it's easier to go up, sure, <laughs> so, sure, and sure, that sure. is Apple TV Plus's situation there. But uh, but you're bucking a trend too. So when your percentage is low and the entire market declines, it is also likely that you would go down as well. So there's something keeping Apple uh, afloat at, at least a, a, above the index. Uh, and it's probably a combination. It's probably a little bit of buzz from Coda. It's probably severance. Uh, um, Done very well. Yeah, and and lots of lots of other stuff on Apple is building up. And then for all mankind is coming back. Maybe there's a little buzz where people are like, you know what, I should catch up on that before it comes back. They they've been around long enough now to have enough of a back catalog that I think people are. saying, you know what, I'll finally dive in. I'll I'll finally take advantage of it. Yeah, I agree. I think the back catalogue is a very good point. Um, And I've had this, again, anecdotal, had this conversation with friends where they like, oh, you have, you know about that Apple TV thing. Um, Is there anything I actually want on it? And I start naming a few shows and they're like, oh, maybe I'll check it out. And and given that it's such on the cheaper end of the spectrum of subscriptions, people feel kind of maybe comfortable diving into that um and just to our point about say coda uh, the Cantar data also found that in 12 months the number of consumers who said they had signed up to a service to watch something specific so a specific show or film 
has gone up from 30% to 36%. So people are obviously being somewhat astute and going, oh, maybe I'll have this for a month or for a quarter and I'm going to sign up, watch the whole of this thing and then maybe give it up. Yeah, I think that's happening uh, for Disney Plus Mm -hmm. with the Marvel shows, uh, I think, where it's available. uh, And I know it's not quite available everywhere, but Paramount Plus with Star Trek, uh, I, I think they're getting people to do that. And and I don't think the services mind as much as you might think, because there's enough people who say they're going to sign up for 30 days and then quit that forget uh, that, you know, it's it's good for their bottom line. And if people really love that thing, and even if they quit, they're probably likely to come back earlier, you know, and, and maybe forget the second time they sign up. I have been the person that forgets about the subscription so many mm-hmm. times. Um, and they list um, things that they've obviously listed. Disney Plus, Discovery Plus, Britbox, I don't really understand it. It was a collaboration between ITV and the BBC, heavily weighted towards ITV. I cannot think of one person I know that has signed up for it. I, I don't quite get the value proposition there. It's meant to be, you know, kind of what it says, the kind of best of British content. Yeah. It doesn't It's seem great to... over here. Yes. Where we don't sense. get all of that in other venues. But yeah, where, where you can get it naturally through the, through the services and their and their websites and iPlayer I don't understand how it's made compelling so and the, and the horrible 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 ITV streaming up um, <laughs> when, on- when de- but I I I was a Britbox subscriber uh yeah. and then I put it on pause and they still haven't brought Death in Paradise to it so so come on so come on guys chop, chop. Tom Merritt is waiting for you um the one other thing I'll throw in is they mentioned now TV. Um, and I wonder, they often do things whereby one of their key offers at now TV, which is, you know, the kind of streaming version of sky um, is, you know, you can buy specific football matches that sky sports is broadcasting or whatever. Um, you can buy a day's sports pass and things like that. And I wonder if, you know, again, causation and correlation don't always mean the same thing. Um, but, I wonder, you know, it's getting to a kind of crunch end of the Premier League season. I wonder if people are somewhat maybe throwing either in, oh, I'll do it for a month to watch the whole end of the season, mm-hmm. or equally going, oh, my team's finished. I don't, no, we're not on. I don't need to watch it. There's all sorts of different things you could do with that as well. I'm kind of interested in how Now TV plays. And obviously, they have different packages. So there's movies, sport, as I mentioned, the sports one, the kind of general entertainment shows. It'll be interesting. I'd be interested to see a breakdown of what people are doing on now. Um, we, of course, have to mention Disney Plus, which you mentioned the shows, but the Cantar data found that Disney Plus's quarterly churn was triple quarter mm. over quarter. It's at 12% now. Um, apparently, Reacher on Amazon Prime Video was the most enjoyed uh, title on some of those. I've not got into that. Uh, um, I am watching one that was third, which is inventing anna on netflix Mm. i'm working my way through that i have opinions (laughs) um but yeah i I just found this really interesting that actually you and i've talked about it on different shows that we've been on together where we're like surely there is a point where people are going to go no i really have enough streaming services and i'm not going to take out another subscription and in fact i might even give up a couple because i'm just Mm -hmm. not using them yeah this data indicates to me, at least here in the UK, we are getting to that point. And and 
I don't, I wouldn't jump to the conclusion that that means streaming is on the decline uh-huh. or that a bunch of these services are going to go out of business because I think a lot of people are, are canceling them just to see, right? They're like, I need to save the money. Let's see if I can get by without them. And we'll find out how many of them decide, you know what, it was worth that $10 a month because I really do miss X and I, maybe I can make it work. Maybe I can afford it. But this is, this is a normal marketplace at work where people try to, you know, first they all flood in to try everything. Then they decide what they like and they get rid of other stuff. And then they decide what they regret getting rid of. Uh, and we're moving into that phase now. Yeah, I think I think that's a very good point. I'm pleased you've made it because I, I think if we were to look at this data and go, oh my God, streaming is doomed. Yeah. Or I, I think that would probably be overstating it. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, and this is in a piece that we're going to come on to, uh, there's some data from Ender's analysis that came out at the end of last week, uh, which again looked at the UK market and found that in households that take some sort of video streaming service, the average number of services taken is very marginally under two. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Kantar data sort of backed this up as well and referred to Amazon Prime Video and uh, Netflix as hygiene subscriptions, <laughs> i.e. they're the last things that people will give up. Hygiene um, is a weird word for me. that, but I get it, yeah. Yeah, it's a, um, so yeah, it's a, you know, they also noted the arrival of Disney, Pup, pu- Disney Plus pushed this figure up slightly over the past two years. Mm-hmm. Um, but nearly everyone that has a Disney Plus subscription took another service. So it has. A yeah, really I feel like Disney Plus has got the most churn because they have the most variance between what their audience really wants and what's there. Uh, if you're a family, you keep it. But there's a lot of people who just want to watch the Marvel stuff who don't care about the rest of the catalog. Uh, and, and I think Disney's trying to bolster that, you know, and expand it and have more Nat Geo stuff and, and, and mm-hmm. more of the still family friendly, but not like kids oriented uh, stuff. But the perception is I, I come to watch Moon Knight and then once it's done, I'm out. Yes. I, I think there's a, another element to that as well that the data highlights, which is that Disney Plus is normally your third thing. I'm going to have I'm not going to have Netflix but I'm going to have Disney Plus this data indicates you have at least Netflix you know one other thing plus Disney Plus so either it's your first or second thing yeah second or third thing I mean so that's all very interesting now we're going to go over to your side of the of the ocean now oh okay hi why well, would you want to do that <laughs> well 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 Listen, I've heard where you are. You have nice weather, so. Um, but there's an interesting thing going on in the news space on the news segment of streaming, ah, uh-huh. which is the arrival of CNN Plus, which the company really bigged up, really put a lot of money into, and it doesn't seem to be going all that well. I wrote a, a piece in the latest newsletter. Um, that there was some data that came out from CNBC that reported that fewer than 10,000 people are using CNN Plus on a daily basis. Uh, Very conveniently, just before we started recording this show, uh, Sarah Fisher Axios released a scoop that indicated that uh, Warner Brothers Discovery, which obviously owns CNN and CNN Plus and is a newly merged mega media beast with new leadership, uh, Warner Brothers Discovery suspended all external marketing for CNN Plus, and the CNN's chief financial officer has also gone. Uh, 
which is not always a good sign when you want to spend money and invest money in a service. Um, and she reported that CNN Plus has roughly 150,000 subscribers so far. Ooh, that's low. Which is low. And also, given that we think it's about 10,000 people a day actually tuning in, it doesn't indicate that people who are bothered to sign up are that taken mm-hmm. with it. Yeah, which um, means they're more likely to remember they have it and cancel at some point. Right. So just as a bit of background for people, particularly here in the UK who don't know about CNN Plus, it's $5.99 a month or $59.99 for a year. Uh, they made, As I said, they made a really big play of it and they've got big people on it. Anderson Cooper has a parenting show. Uh, Brian Stelter did turn Reliable Sources, which is the CNN media show daily. Uh, Chris Wallace left Fox News to join CNN Plus. They, so they've got some talent there. Um but no one's really watching. My takeaway is that people, if they particularly if they're a bit on the edge of how many streaming services they want, the thing they don't want more of is news. Yeah, not for money. Uh, what they will or, pay or for, for extra money. I think. Yeah. Because people pay cable. People subscribe right. to newspapers. ABC, CBS, and NBC, but mostly ABC and CBS have pioneered this, have free streaming news apps that, that do fairly well because people, you know, install them on their Roku and they they have the news app and they don't have to pay extra for it. Uh, so I, I think that has been a decent strategy for those networks. The other strategy has been to do what Fox did, uh, and NBC's doing a version of this too, where they play to the most partisan uh, fans of their opinion people and move them into a paid service. So with Fox, it's called Fox Nation. Uh, and they have even more of the opinions. If you love the opinions on air, boy, you're going to really extra love the opinions we have on our service, whether it's NBC or, or Fox. I feel like CNN needed to do that. And then they lost Chris Cuomo. And then Zucker, who was sort of the the spearhead of, of that strategy, left. Uh, he Jeff was an executive. Who, yeah, yeah, Jeff Zucker. Uh, they both left. And it's not like you didn't, you know, Chris Wallace was a big get. Anderson Cooper is still a huge name. But most people aren't looking at CNN as their rah rah. I'm on their side. If they're if they're if they're in that camp, they're in NBC or they're in they're in Fox's camp. So I feel like CNN was already at a disadvantage. It lost a couple of its of its big talent, both on the executive and, and the on-air side. Uh, and it looks like from this Axios article, Warner Brothers Discovery, which just finally merged, has come in and said, why did you launch this? Yes, uh, we want to focus on journalism. We the, the Fox and NBC have the wings covered. The only way we can win is to focus on journalism. And and so Zucker had the opposite opinion. He, he was like, we, we've got to double down on personality because that's the only way to get the money. And I don't think he was wrong, but that was a tougher fight. I think what Warner Brothers Discovery might be saying is we want to do more what ABC CBS is doing. We want to we want to have a news service. We'll include it in HBO Max. We'll have a free ad supported streaming version of it. Let's let's double down on journalism. Let's make CNN synonymous with evening news uh, rather than with, you know, opinion on MSNBC or Fox. Yes, they don't have Rachel Maddow. They don't have, uh, you know, some oh. of the. O'Reilly or Tucker yeah, yeah. Carlson or mm, whatever. Tucker, well, yeah. Um, a Sean Hannity. And so, yeah, you have to make it, you, you have to turn that to your advantage as opposed to perhaps highlight your weakness. Now, and I also suspect if you like Anderson Cooper, 
you like him because of how he does the news. Yeah. You you are probably less interested in how he is a parent. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe if you're coming to CNN plus for other reasons, you might get sucked into the Anderson Cooper parenting show. It's not the draw though. I, you're absolutely no. right. It's not like, Oh, I'm signing up for that. I'm paying but, my five ninety nine. And now bear in mind that CNN plus is only in the U S so I haven't been able to get to it. Mm -hmm. um, even through a VPN, you have to, you know, put an address and stuff. A U.S. Like card I, and all yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, how, you know, what is, what is meant to be the draw? I think it was supposed to be Chris Wallace. I think okay. it was supposed to be that personality uh, driven and here's a respected personality. I think they were trying to do, and maybe Jeff Zucker could have pulled it off. They were trying to do a, we're going to be the better people in the room, getting down to the issues, not exactly hard journalism, not, not objective, like hands-off reporting, but like sober reflection. Uh, I, I feel like was going to be there that which is kind of what their brand is on on CNN itself right now with their personality shows uh, and and I just I just don't think that sells especially in a market where there's less less uh, of the uh, of the crazy partisan stuff going on right now than there was four or five years ago when they lost launched Fox Nation. Right. Okay. Interesting. Um, and I the. I think as well, you know, they spent a huge amount of money on CNN Plus, uh, about 300 million or, you know, last week. Uh, for context, that's just $65 million less than Avengers Age of Ultron reportedly cost to make. <laughs> um, you know, you're not exactly getting a bang for your buck. And they, they did, by all accounts, know that it wasn't going to instantly become, you know, a profit turn. They, it was, they've had a profit over four years. Um, and obviously, but the, the bit I don't quite understand is this is not, you don't even get to watch CNN live. No, I think that's, CNN that Plus. would have drawn people in if they had said, look, we know a lot of you will just want to watch the news. Uh, we'll, we'll include that. The, the problem right. is you get the cable companies all bent out of shape. They're already sure. bent out of shape as it is if you do that. So they weren't quite able to pull that off the way they did with HBO. No, so that kind of feels a bit weird to me that you've got yeah. the, your thing is news, but the one thing you can't get on this news company's app is the news. Yeah, which like, is true for Fox Nation also, but again, they're they're playing to game. the the you know the fan the, the 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 dedicated fan base, which CNN just doesn't really have as much of. No, uh, particularly, I mean, people here watch it particularly around U.S. elections. Um, interestingly, it was taken off my TV provider. Um, and hmm. yeah, I had to pay like 20 pounds, I think for a year's worth of streaming it online. There's other ways to get it as well. Sure. Um, uh, and also apparently the shows actually doing best on CNN plus are things that kind of look like live programs. Mm -hmm. So five things with Katie Baldwin and reliable sources daily with Brian Stelter, they're kind of apparently doing the best, which again, I think endorses our view that you should put the live news into this product. Yeah. So and and even if you can't put yeah. the feed that you give to cable, you can get away with putting a different feed. That That's exactly what ABC and CBS right. uh, have done. And even NBC News has a version of that uh, as well, where they, uh, even on Peacock with, with NBC, mm -hmm. they have a, a an NBC News channel. And it's 
There is no NBC News Channel on cable, so that's a little easier for them to get away with. But it's different programming than what they provide on MSNBC. Sure, 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 sure. sure. Yeah, you, you're not getting Rachel Maddow on Peacock. Exactly. I mean, but you're getting, really getting news. Rachel you're getting Maddow like anymore. constant news. Yeah, yeah. So I imagine that's what Discovery wants to do. That's probably what Zaslav wants to do is put a news channel on HBO Max somehow. And then whether or not that goes into CNN Plus, I don't know. Yeah. What, where do you, so do you see CNN Plus surviving? No. My guess is it doesn't. I, I think there's a few ways it could, but but it, it's unlikely. Uh, it seems like Zaslav is like, we don't want that kind of niche product. Uh, that kind of stuff doesn't do very well. We really want to make HBO Max a super app. So I feel like they're just going to fold it into HBO Max. Mm. I, I mean, it's some and, ways- and they're going to fold Discovery stuff into HBO Max. Discovery Plus, the intention is to fold that in too. So why would CNN be the outlier, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah well if it's news i guess it's a different offering but uh, i think it's kind of circles back to the start of our conversation right where we say well people kind of don't want to be squeezed anymore and have had enough got enough services to wade through now hbo max is towards the higher end of the cost spectrum it's you know per month it's pretty expensive compared to certainly apple tv plus but compared to lots of things so surely it makes sense to put as much in there as possible to justify that high price point, including yeah. live news. And the other thing they, they mentioned in this Axios article is, is putting some of the, the CNN plus type content into the CNN app and make it available free and ad supported. Yeah, I think both of those strategies are great. Put news content into HBO Max so that you've broadened it out and it's got more things for people to discover and make a free CNN available online, maybe different than the one that you see on cable, but uh, people who don't have cable will still try it out. And if it's good, they'll, they'll watch it. Yeah. Hashtag free CNN. Yeah. Free them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It, it's it's going to be kind of fascinating to watch because I suspect lots of people who run different news services in different countries are watching how this plays out. And if a brand as respected globally and as known globally as CNN can't pull this off or is perceived to not be able to pull this off, I wonder if it's going to put off other news providers or media companies that have a news product from doing something like this. Yeah, and and it gets very interesting in the rest of the world where you have strong public broadcasters. We have a public broadcaster in the U.S., but uh, the PBS isn't nearly the heavyweight that public broadcasting is in Europe and the UK. So I I think you're up against it, right? Like CNN has a whole different landscape when it's up against BBC News uh, than it does in the US where PBS, you know, does the McNeil Air or the News Hour. It's not called McNeil. It hasn't become McNeil Air. How old am I? PBS does News Hour, you know, once a day. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As I said, I I do think people, and I, I wrote this in the piece, People will pay for news. I, I mm-hmm. think we shouldn't be doomy and say people just want news for free and don't understand how much it costs to make good news. Um, I think people do. People we know, you know, the New York Times subscriptions is always the sure. number people jump to. But there are lots of other news and current affairs publishers of all stripes that are doing very well, but they tend and- to be written. These are not kind of the broadcasters where. You, that are asking you to pay extra. 
Well, that's where I, I look at this Axios uh, statement that the, the discovery executives are, are focused on returning CNN to its journalistic core. And I wonder if there is a brilliant move where they look at the Post, they look at the New York Times, look at the Wall Street Journal, and they say, those are print enterprises doing video and audio uh, and doing it okay, and they're getting people to subscribe. What if we went the other direction? We we are a, a video outlet doing some written content. You know, what if we position CNN right up against the Post and the Times instead of wow. up against Fox and MSNBC? Yeah. I mean, the CNN website is huge around the world anyway. The, yeah. Both the videos that are published to it and the written content and analysis mm-hmm. that's on there. These are big stories. And, you know, they get into there's newsletters, of course, um, and all sorts of things. But it, it is going to be, I think it's going to be very keenly watched by people across the news industry, how they decide to go with this. And I've been wondering for a long time when these global, everything's global now, right? Because of the web, when these, when these global news outlets, we're just going to stop pretending there's a difference between print broadcast, uh, you know, TV and radio, uh, and just, just all go head to head with all of it. And this, this seems like maybe this is when we start to see that happen. Yeah, I I think so. And I, I also find it somewhat bizarre that they didn't bother to put CNN plus given that it's completely separate to the cable company offering. Mm -hmm. I don't quite know why they didn't put make CNN Plus available in other countries. I mean, that that probably is just a business decision, right? Where they they wanted to start in their domestic market, focused on the domestic type of news, because CNN International is different than than CNN domestic. Yes, it is. And maybe that 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 was going to be step two. We do CNN Plus, we establish it in the U.S., then we make a CNN Plus International. Uh, and it doesn't look like they'll ever get to that step if that was yeah, the case. Yeah, it doesn't look like it's that step. And also, I think it kind of doesn't make sense in the media landscape you just described, mm-hmm. where everything is going up against everything. There yeah. are loads of people in the UK that subscribe to all sorts of US publications. So Yeah. It, uh, and I, I think that's a better bet for CNN to, to position themselves against those rather than as of this niche streaming service where people are like, I already pay for too many services. I don't want to pay for another streaming service. Whereas they might pay for, they might switch their news service to a different one. I was going to ask you how many streaming services you subscribe to and then admit how many I subscribe to. But then I figured we're really not the people to ask. Yeah. We're not a representative sample. We got issues, Tom. I'm not even sure I could count uh, on the top of my head, yeah. uh, but but I personally don't subscribe to any. I don't think maybe one. Uh, my company does because sure. that's what we do. We cover this stuff. We do cover this stuff. And Tom, where do you cover this stuff? Remind us. Uh, DailyTechNewsShow.com. I'll be talking about uh, the the UK data, the Cantor data we were talking about with Nate Langson uh, on there, DTNS. Uh, and Cord Killers, if you're into TV and streaming uh, issues, uh, Brian Brushwood and I every week sit down and, and talk about how, how you can watch all this stuff. CordKillers.com. One day I'm going to have a lot of coffee. <laughs> power through and join you yeah or, or i could convince brian to get up early and we can do it at a reasonable hour for you well one of those two will happen yeah we can place bets on what's more likely <laughs> um i'm obviously at the addition.substack.com please do subscribe to both the newsletter and the podcast you can get it over on substack or apple podcast spotify wherever you get your podcasts as they say so do join me for the show do join me for the newsletter i'm also at charlotte a henry on the twitters 
Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for joining me, Tom. And I'll see you all next week. Thank you.